Welcome to the Quantum Growth Podcast, empowering financial advisors to build practices for the 21st century by providing insights and interviews on leadership, strategy, and practice management. Now here is your host, Barron's Hall of Fame advisor, Jonathan Cutton. Welcome to another episode of Quantum Growth for Financial Advisors. Hope everybody's having a great day. I am looking out my window and it is absolutely pouring out. So hopefully uh, we don't get some thunder and lightning in the background. Super excited for our guest today. Today, uh, we have a new friend of mine, uh, Brad Swinehart, who is the Senior Vice President of Business Development at White Glove, which I'm sure many of our listeners have, uh, have heard of. Uh, and I'm really looking forward myself to digging in deep here uh, today with you, Brad. So Brad, maybe you could just say a quick hello to our listeners and, and give a maybe a little introduction about you and yourself and how you got where you are today. Yeah, thanks for having me on the show. Super excited to, to be here. Uh, I'm talking to your guys' advisors. So you know, myself, I come from a, a, a management background and um, real interesting story, actually, when I was running a uh, construction sales company with 300 employees and I was the general manager and I got a call one day from an advisor um, who was a family friend and he said, hey, we want you to come in and manage this little sales team for this company called White Glove. And it was 12 friends and family in a basement of this advisor's firm. And I remember thinking like, you know what, I'm ready for a change. Let's let's walk out the door of this multi-million dollar shop with, you know, 300 employees and I'll go to this basement here with 12 people. And um, man, I tell you, best decision of my life. Uh, have never looked back and and I love it. So it's a, it's a lot of fun and and really just seeing how White Glove has kind of changed the industry has been very interesting to, to be part of that ride. Yeah, super cool. You know what, we, uh, I, I actually started my business in what we actually call the mezzanine level. So see, we were, we didn't call yeah. it a basement. It's all in uh, in semantics, right? It was the mezzanine yep. level uh, for sure. But that's uh, that's a really cool, uh, interesting story. So so the, the company was actually founded, if I'm hearing you correctly, by a financial advisor who I guess was a seminar guy or gal. Is that is that accurate or wanted to be? Yeah, a couple of financial advisors. They were cousins. They did about 30 years worth of seminars and quite frankly, they hated it, right? It was <laughs> a great way to grow their business, but there's a whole heck of a lot of work planning all these things that are basically like little weddings. And then uh, it's just a ton of money up front, right? They were dropping money in mailers and just praying to the mail gods that people would show up or that there wouldn't be bad weather or that they put the right address on there or <laughs> there's no, you know, it's Detroit. So it could be July and we get a snowstorm or, or traffic that just doesn't end. So, you know, they, they really kind of thought like, man, there's gotta be a, a service out there that could just do all of this stuff for us and kind of scoured the, the world for that. And when they couldn't find it, they said, well, let's just do it ourselves. And, and maybe, maybe this could be a good business model to, uh, to attract other advisors and, Flash forward seven years, and we have 130 employees, and we peaked at about 700 uh, events every single month. So, wow, 700 events a month is uh, is pretty, pretty pretty crazy, which is cool. So, um, so you know, Brad, if it's if it's okay with you, what I'd like to do today for our listeners' behalf is um, ask you to just kind of give us what you do 
right? So kind of, I'm going to ask you to sell a little bit, right? As a business development guy, you're probably okay with that. But, you know, kind of like, what is your value prop? What do you do? How do you get butts in the seat, so to speak, for advisors? What kind of ROI? All that kind of stuff that I know the advisors listening will be interested in. And then I, on the latter half of our kind of time here together, I'll, I'll play devil's advocate a little bit and ask all the questions that are probably on advisors' minds that you probably hear a lot. And I think that would, you know, ultimately be a really good uh, dialogue and hopefully helpful for our listeners. Does that sound like a fair plan? Love it. Perfect. So the floor Sounds is all yours. Tell, tell us what you guys do. That'd be great. Yeah. So 2015, White Glove kind of came onto the scene, if you will. And um, as I mentioned, founded by advisors and very simple premise. We wanted to be a service that did all of the work, all the event planning for seminars, and then you took on the financial risk of marketing these things. So we, when an advisor comes to us, ultimately what all they have to do is say, hey, this is where my best prospects come from. I'd love an event in you know the beginning of September. And then they kind of go back to being a financial advisor and White Glove does everything else. So about 95% of our events are at educational venues, um, libraries, community centers, local colleges. And what White Glove does is we actually reach out, we find a top performing venue in that advisor's desired area. We book it, we pay for any insurance, we coordinate back and forth with the advisor to make sure the dates that that will work. Um, and then we build a marketing plan around that venue, which we, we use all digital advertising. And back in 2015, that was unheard of in the seminar world. Um, advisors would look at us like we were crazy. Compliance departments looked at us like we were aliens. You know, <laughs> it was this whole new concept. And we're pretty gosh darn good at it, though. And, you know, over the last seven years, we've run probably close to 35,000 seminars through our proprietary marketing methods and you know everything that we do we we pay for up front the advisor doesn't pay us anything until after the seminar and they pay based on the the households that actually attended so if you're an advisor you come to white glove say hey i want 20 households in a, in a local event i want to teach them about maybe taxes in retirement or estate planning or social security and then you go back to your day job meanwhile white glove finds a venue, we book it, we secure any insurance, we check COVID policies, we build a marketing campaign, we run the ads, we take the registrations, we follow up with every single registration, you know, phone calls, texts, emails from human beings here on the White Club side. And then the advisor shows up, they rock that audition, if you will, right? Give those people a clear reason to meet with them. And uh, that's it. They pay us after based on actual attendance. So if 17 households showed up and they ordered 20, they only pay for 17. You know, and that very kind of simple business model, you know, led us very quickly from, you know, 12 people in a basement, you know, doing a few events a month to that six, 700, you know, pushing 800 events every single month all across the U.S. and Canada. And one of the things that we, that we wanted to, you know, really be on the advisor side with is, you know, seminars, just in general, anybody that does seminars and says, hey, I knocked it right out of the park the very first time. They've always been great for me. I've never had a dud. Like they might not be the most transparent, right? <laughs> Everybody yes. strikes out here and again. Um, but what we decided was, you know what? We know we're putting the right quality in the room. We could see it on the back end with our data. And if an advisor does 
events with us, we actually guarantee that they're going to pick up a client when they follow our system. So, you know, that kind of business model, hey, you don't pay up front, you only pay for the people that attend, and we guarantee you're a client. And oh, by the way, we're going to do all the work. I mean, it, to many advisors, it sounds like a dream come true. And, you know, up until, oh, I don't know, February of 2020, we saw just tremendous growth, tons of advisor success, and um, really disrupted the industry. I love it, man. Yeah, up until 2020, and then I assume uh, COVID things changed a little bit. Is is what you're uh, what you're hitting? Yeah, you know, just like the advisors we work with, COVID was a, a game changer, right? We uh, we were actually very lucky when we went into COVID. Um, we had just hired a brand new CEO who ran a company on virtual education. They did millions of hours of virtual education. So, you know, we hired him in February. He came in. We thought we were going to teach him seminars, and instead he taught us webinars. Mm-hmm. So in March, we actually had one very successful advisor who was doing seminars with us. He did a he did an event in the morning, and he was walking out of the library. And he said, okay, I'll see you guys later tonight. And they said, no, you won't. He's like, well, what do you mean? And he said, oh, no, there's a global pandemic. We're shutting down. And that happened all across the country almost immediately. We went from 700 events in February to zero events in March in person. And every single one of those advisors that were planning to do a seminar with us were totally protected. They didn't lose a dime. And what we did was we kind of immediately pivoted over to webinars. We said, hey, the, the consumer interest is still there, even maybe now more than ever, they're saying, well, what the heck do I do? Um, how, how's my retirement going to be affected? But we don't have a way to put them in, into a library. So why don't we put them on a webinar? Very, very quickly, we realized, and I, I went through this myself as a presenter, that just because you're great in front of people and an audience doesn't mean that you're going to be any good at a webinar. And, uh, you know, you add that with the industry as a whole felt this huge vacuum. You know, there's a a lot of marketing dollars being spent on seminars that all of a sudden didn't have anywhere to go. And it was like every kid in their mom's basement were promising financial advisor leads and webinar services and all of this. And they had no idea what the industry was. They had no idea what a prospect for an ideal advisor would be. And, you know, you mix all this stuff together and a lot of advisors had very poor experiences transitioning into webinars. So what White Glove did is, you know, we knew quality of the attendees wasn't an issue, but we did see the presentation uh, being an issue, tech being an issue, you know, running engagement throughout the webinars being an issue. So we took all of that off the advisor's plate where we would actually pre-record, we'd edit it, we'd audit it with the advisor, we'd make sure we'd have really high converting recording, and then we'd play it live with a human being from White Glove's team running it where they're playing the recording, they're doing the pop-ups, the polls, the push in the calendar. And now all of a sudden we saw advisors go from zero results from webinars to seeing, you know, our one of our top advisors, he's going to do 120 webinars with us this year. He has an average um, case size of $1.4 million on the wow. webinars that he's running with White Glove. Very interesting. I mean, I'm, uh, I'm, I'm intrigued and, you know, as you're speaking, um, I talk a lot about Dan Sullivan. I'm sure you've heard of Dan Sullivan, strategic coach, and uh, he's got that concept, who, not how, right? You don't need to yeah. know how to do everything. It sounds like that's kind of what you guys are, is you're the who. It's like, hey, you want to do a seminar, right? Let's let's hire White Glove and 
ultimately, you'll do everything other than maybe make the presentation, but you'll even help <laughs> make sure the presentation, on at least on a webinar, is done well and not put it out uh, until it's compelling. And then you'll run everything behind the scenes and, in essence, get butts in the seat, get butts in the conference room or the virtual conference room. And, uh, you know, I, I seem to leave the selling part to the advisor uh, of their own yeah, all we want them to do is make a connection with your audience, right? That's all they have to do. And we'll even coach them on doing that. We have a, a training program that we bring in top performing advisors and they teach it. We do advisor roundtables. We do, you know, we hire professional speaker coaches like Frank Maselli and Deirdre Van Ness. Uh, and we really just want to help that advisor see success. We know that we're putting quality in the room. We can see it, Right. Um, but now we want to say, well, how are you converting it? How do we help you get more appointments? And ultimately, how do you stay in front of those people after the seminar for 45 days, for a year, for whatever time frame it takes for them to come in and meet you? How do we see that optimal ROI from your events and, and how can we help you do that? Love it. And, and you know, uh, you know, Brad, I didn't share this with you uh, as we got to know each other a little bit. Built a big part of my business back in the day, like a lot of advisors did. On you know, I know, I know you, your group uh, generally doesn't do dinner seminars. It's more educational. But I back in the day was a you know a big believer and advocate. And a lot of the clients in my business today are from the old chicken uh, rubber chicken dinners and that kind of thing. And, <laughs> and right. one, a lot of work, a lot of time, a lot of energy, a lot of money. Um, but it's still a pretty good ROI when you think back, right, for all the time, energy, money that was ultimately put into it. So um, really compelling. And I, I'd ask, Brad, today, to most of your advisors, are people going back to live? Or are they sticking with webinars? Or is it some kind of, you know, combination of the two? What are you seeing out in the, in the world? They're just like every other business, I think it's going to always remain a hybrid at this point. We have advisors that did one or two webinars, couldn't really make that connection and just bailed. And they're they're right back to doing live stuff. The whole the whole country's open up now for live seminars. Everybody's back to doing that. And you know, real quick note on dinners, we do support dinner seminars as well. But a lot of times the advisors find, hey, you know what, if I don't have to give these people cheesecake, I kind of like that as well. So it's you kind of get a little different audience if you do a dinner compared to um, strictly education with no food. But we, we do both. Uh, but I would say probably 40 percent of our business is still webinars. You know, okay. the advisors that that are able to connect on a webinar, you get these, you get all of these benefits that seminars just will never give you. You know, I always joke that if it was 2019 and I told you, why don't you give one seminar this year and I will get you leads for the rest of the year off of it. We would have sold out. Advisors would have said, oh my gosh, that's perfect. I never have to go set up another chair. I never have to go, you know, run any other projector. Um, let's do it, right? Um, 2020 kind of scarred a lot of people <laughs> like, Hey, I don't want to do this. Right. I got burned. I, I used the cheapest company I could find. They didn't provide quality or I couldn't connect on a webinar. I waste a lot of money. Uh, but ultimately the advisors that are seeing the most success with webinars are the ones that are very, very comfortable meeting people virtually after the event. You know, if you sign up for a webinar, there's a good chance you want that first conversation also to be virtual. And the one benefit, there's probably two key benefits, actually, when it comes to webinars. One, you get all your time back. And the, my favorite thing is when an advisor calls me and says, hey, you know what? I just booked six appointments while I was at my son's baseball game. 
Oh yeah. And that's because White Glove ran a webinar, right? Like you get your evenings back, you get your afternoons back. It's, it's an amazing tool as far as being able to expand your presence. And then the second is, you know, there's no more backyard. There's no more limit of, there's only so many people that live 15 minutes away from my office. Our most successful advisors are doing webinars all around the country. They just tell White Glove, go find me affluent areas that people will show up to a webinar and run it. And here's the six states I'm licensed in. You guys do everything else, and I'm going to work those appointments afterwards. Now, they land a couple million dollar case. They might hop on a plane and fly out and meet that person. But the vast majority of their business, they're doing 100% virtual. And, you know, as I mentioned before, some of these advisors, their average case size is over a million dollars. And those people are attending webinars, signing up with advisors and doing business virtually. And that's not a small amount of assets to bring on to a firm for one webinar that you run. Yeah, no, amazing. And, uh, and we see it in our own business. I mean, we're running a lot of more meetings virtually and, you know, we, we do a lot of business through CPA partnerships and, and, you know, et cetera. And we have multiple locations where we've got real estate, um, but we have clients all over the country now from referrals or from CPAs that are totally comfortable. Like you said, some want to meet you once, right? Say, hey, I'd like to shake your hand kind of old school at least once, but we're finding a lot of them prefer right this methodology. So when you're you're calling it a webinar, right? Is it a webinar or is it more of a virtual Zoom type? Uh, you know, where where there's video or does it not matter? Um, the host of the webinar, the advisor, absolutely has to be on camera. That's just a okay. You just don't run one without that. The attendees are not on camera, right? You can't see them like a normal Zoom meeting. Um, but the advisor's face is going to be on there. He's going to be showing some slides and you know, you're going to do the picture in picture thing. And that's, that's kind of not a, not an option, right? You can't, <laughs> you got to connect with these people. They got to see your face. They got to be able to, to hear yeah. your voice, but, yeah. Um, but yeah, it has to be, um, you got so, so you to get Fred, on camera. Sorry, but you're telling me I could still wear shorts and put a colored shirt on and no one. <laughs> yeah. I'm not, I'm not even. Yeah, absolutely. I'm sure I'm, you absolutely can do that. And we got guys that'll do it from the, from the boat. You know what I mean? But <laughs> right, right. yeah, absolutely. Cause putting, yeah. putting pants on is no, no longer an option for me. That's right. Maybe twice yeah. a week. That's it. Yeah. No, no. Like twice, <laughs> twice a year. It's more twice like, a year. Right? I love it. Yes. Uh, <laughs> no, but that's, uh, that's really, really interesting. You're saying um, about, you know, 60% or so now are in person, 40% or so are, are virtual. Uh, and maybe it's a combination of both and depending on yeah. the advisor's skill set, because um, there, there's still something to, I think, at the end of that event, having a little line, right? I remember the old days when I would do seminars and someone wants to shake your hand and talk to you and will bring their statements sometimes to the seminar right. and that kind of That's thing. Right. Um, but I, I love the, the you know, the kind of opportunity to do them virtually uh, as well. I think this is, uh, is super. So... Is it kind of like old school or most of your events more for kind of like that pre-retired um, marketplace or is it a combination of accumulators, retirees, pre-retirement, business owners, uh, or is it kind of a mix of, of all? Uh, so it is, you know, age demographics, it's typically 50, 55 plus. Um, our targeting is a little different than what you'd expect from a mail house. You know, mailhouse, they're going to look at this is the area that people live in, and this is what we estimate their their assets are at, right? And that's who you drop, you know, 10,000 piece mail to get in front of. What we do is a little bit different than that. What we're looking at is buying habits, 
browser, you know, um, interests, what they're looking at, and really the the propensity of the effect that they would attend a seminar and then book a meeting with an advisor. That's what we focus on. That's how we kind of build our audiences, if, if you will, um, along with the demographics of what is an ideal prospect for an advisor. And you know, so it's a little bit different than, than the other things out there. You know, you're, many advisors are used to, you get a form, this is, this is the asset level I want. This is the area that I want. This is where I want people to live. And, you know, with, with digital marketing, it doesn't really work that way. We've built a, an algorithm that we've just put massive and massive amounts of time, effort, and money into over the last seven years that, you know, we're focused on not necessarily just that person that lives in this particular area, but what if they work there? What if they have significant assets and they, and they work in that area or they frequent right. that area? Um, we'll catch them as well, you know, and, and we're not going to necessarily get, you know, these three people that, that have no interest in meeting an advisor, but we are going to market to these people that, you know what, they've got questions, they've got concerns, they're interested in attending an educational event or meeting with a financial professional. Those are the people that we're going to market to. Um, so, but, you know, standard answer, yeah, it's, it's about 55 and over, and it's, you know, based on a, a educational demand for a particular topic as well, which, which also helps with the filtering out of, you know, what we would call, you know, quality of attendees is depending on what topic you're going to um, select based on your comfort level with different asset sizes. Sure. Make, makes a ton of sense. Um, so intrigued by this. I mean, uh, it's where the world's going, right? Like you, 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 you I, I study and do some reading and listening to podcasts and by no stretch of the imagination, a uh, uh, kind of marketing, uh, particularly digital marketing maven, but we're, we're really as an organization, as a fast growing wealth management firm, um, looking at that, going, man, if you could just figure that piece out, which it sounds like you guys have figured out the algorithms and figured out how to, you know, 35,000 seminars, you, you have a lot of learnings on, uh, on how to perfect the process, I presume. And I, I keep going back to that who, not how um, kind of thought process and going, yeah. man, just outsource, right? Outsource, delegate, you know, so on, et cetera. So um, when you think about a typical event, you use the word, I think, 16 or 17, you know, uh, buying units or couples, whatever you want to call it. Um, is that generally what you find advisors look to do? And is it different where I, I would presume it sounds like on a, a virtual event, right? No one even knows who's in the room. So you can, you know, create this kind of evergreen presentation and the three people show up, great. It could be, you know, three o'clock in the morning. I mean, not that I <laughs> listen to it. And and you're, you're out there working, right? So I... I've done some of this in my consulting company where we've gone out and uh, you know, we built a presentation on our value prop, basically a seminar, right? And, you know, we, 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 we just used email for it, but, you know, use email digital marketing. People can almost listen to it on demand. Are your events all pre-scheduled where it's, hey, it's at seven o'clock at night or 12 or some of it like kind of, you know, if you want to, you know, if you want to listen here. Yeah, so all of our events are at a pre-scheduled time. So it's come Tuesday at 6.30 to listen to this, you know, whether that's in person or recorded. You know, we don't see, you know, we, we did a lot of testing on the on-demand stuff. Um, the feedback we got from most advisors was when they did something on-demand, they were getting more do-it-yourselfers. You know, the, the, 
the guy that goes to YouTube to figure out how to change the calipers in his car, right? Mm -hmm. That's the guy that's going to sign up for a on-demand webinar and learn. He's going to figure out what he needs, and then he's going to go do it himself. Um, so we haven't really put a lot of effort into the on-demand stuff. Everything that we do is at a specific time and date. They sign up, shows that they're engaged. Um, and it's interesting. You said, you know, we've, we've kind of figured out the, the algorithm or the secret sauce. And, you know, I'll tell you, digital marketing is an ongoing, you know, moving target. You have to, you have to pay attention to every single data point. You know, I've, I've talked to a lot of advisors said, oh, I could do this on my own. I ran a Facebook ad, it worked great. And they did it once and they came back and they tried it again and it failed and they tried it again and it was mediocre. It's, it's a moving target that you have to pay attention to. And the only way you can really adapt is through massive amounts of data. That's it. Um, and interestingly enough, whether it's a seminar or a webinar, there's things that go into it that many advisors wouldn't necessarily consider. You know, there's the standard stuff, the day and the time, that absolutely matters. Um, but in-person events, one thing that we see is um, the venue plays a huge role in how successful the event is. And it's almost the opposite what a, an advisor would naturally do, right? And an advisor, what they're gonna do is they're gonna look for the nicest venue in town and they're gonna keep going there over and over and over again. Right. And that's almost the worst thing you can do for, <laughs> for us to have good results at a seminar, especially an educational event. You know, with anything marketing, the more rotation you can put in, switching up the topic, switching up the venue, even if it's two minutes down the road, you know, adds a freshness to that marketing message that will drive new attendees. And that the thought process behind a venue, and I'll just put this out there for advisors to think about whether they use white glove or not, don't go for the, the nicest place in town with the best water feature and the beautiful hedges out front that only serves Fiji water. If you're looking for education, if you're going to give them food, yeah, that's the way to go. Right. But if you're looking for an educational event where that's the only thing they're coming to, you know, look into that dingy community center, right. That, that library, that local college, you want your attendees to have that feeling of, I have never been sold anything here. That's what you want. You want the venue to not speak to your credibility as an advisor, how great you are. You want it to speak to the event's credibility and how it's going to be strictly educational. And that's what's going to increase your attendance. We see all the time that advisors host, you know, in, the, in a conference room near their, their office or a business center that's across the street from their office. And they consistently perform awful compared to the library that's a block away. And mm -hmm. it's, and it's all about the event's credibility, not the advisor's credibility. If you're inviting them to come learn, put it in a, put it in a setting that is conducive to learning, not conducive to sales. Makes sense. I mean, I, re I remember, I mean, I'm going back to like the late 90s, right? I used to uh, do adult ed programs at local community colleges, right? Where they would advertise yep. it for you and... Uh, we would acquire a ton of clients that way. And we would do like three or four courses, actually. It was like three or four yeah. nights and kind of went through a whole process. And by the end of it, I mean, you were literally the professor. I mean, that's how yep. people viewed you and we're, we're ready to, to kind of to move forward. So that's interesting. Um, I asked you a question before and then I asked you like three. Uh, in a row, so. <laughs> Which one did I miss? So, um, <laughs> In-person events, is it generally... 15 to 20 oh. kind of couples or buying units, I call them. Is that typical? 
And then are webinars larger, smaller? What, what do you find? We say households just because it's less crass than buying units. But yeah, that's, that's yeah, exactly true. how we do it, yes, right? Yes, yes. Uh, yeah, buying units, you know, a man and a wife, a, a wife, a, a husband or you know, whatever, however that makes up in today's society. But um, typically what we see in an average order with us is 20 households per event. And, and strangely enough, that is about the same across webinars and in person. Okay. Um, you know, in person that, you know, if, if you have like 15 to 20 buying units in the room, usually half of those are going to bring their spouse. So that puts you at that, you know, just 30, under 30, 30, 30 yep. yeah, 30 yep. people. And that's usually a pretty good audience size to show that you're popular, but not too big where you can't use people's names, you know, okay, Jim, okay, Bob, that sort of thing. Um, so that's typically what we see. Our average order size is 20 households per night. And it, it's actually about the same across seminars and webinars. So most of your advisors, and maybe it varies, are they, you know, at independent BDs, RIAs, wires, regionals, what kind of compliance issues are there for the wire regional kind of folks that, that you see out there? Um, most of our advisors are RIA or independent broker dealers, even some of the larger independent broker dealers, you know, the, the Cambridges, the Terras, Curians of the world, um, LPLs, um, and, and wirehouse advisors. You know, we, we do have a handful of those as well, but most of our, our clients are from the independent broker dealer world. And ultimately, I mean, we will try to check as many boxes as we can for those, those broker dealers and compliance departments. Every compliance department kind of looks at what we do a little bit differently, you know, as, <laughs> as they like to do, um, which is fine. And we will do our absolute best to journal the things they want journal, track the things they want tracked. We do have very robust compliance packages that we give out very freely to um, anybody that wants to see them so they can see exactly what we do. You know, there's no, there's no hidden messaging behind the scenes. We're very, you know, uh, open and upfront of this is how we fill rooms and this is what we do. You know, it just depends on, you know, what specific um, tools they want in place. And, um, but for the vast majority of, um, compliance departments, we can check the boxes that they want checked. Good. And when you're out marketing an event, right, is it, you know, come to this educational event about retirement planning taxes hosted by John Cutton, or is it just come to this event? Um, and then once they ultimately register, there's a confirmation that will say your host that night is. How does that work? Yep. So ideally, what we like to do is we like to invite them to a, um, an, an educational event based on a specific topic. So it's not highlighting the advisor at all. It's highlighting that topic. What we've done is we've built a consumer brand that is five-star rated on Facebook. It's rated by the Better Business Bureau. You know, anybody that sees this event says, okay, let me, let me look in and see if this company is legit. They'll be able to find it. They'll be able to see that we've done thousands of these things and have positive reviews. And then ultimately at the seminar, that advisor is going to say, hey, you know, you're here to see state planning 567. They're a nationally recognized educational brand. I am the local professional that they've selected to present this important topic. I do X, Y, Z in my day job, but what they're doing is they're kind of using that event's credibility to make themselves even more credible in someone, someone new's eyes. You know, it doesn't, it says on the landing page, if someone wants to dig into it, like who's presenting, it says it's a local professional. 
Um, but ultimately what we're advertising is an educational topic based on these concerns, you know, and you're going to be taught by a professional who knows all about this. Super smart. Yeah. So it's really, the, the key is what it sounds like, um, is this is really educational event, no selling. I'm sure at the end you're offering consultation or whatever it may yep. be, but, but it's really, um, there's, there was some, um, I presume kind of guidance and almost qualification as an advisor that that white glove is saying hey you're going to be a presenter these are the rules that you must conduct yourself by and there's expectations oh we'll we'll do everything we can do to help them obtain consultations you know but we we hold them very to a very strict policy that they cannot sell at the event which you don't want to anyway you know anybody that goes in there starts selling at a seminar these days you're going to tank your you're going to tank your results and people are going to get up and walk out. It's just, it is what it is, especially if you're not, you know, baiting them with cheesecake at the end, you know, <laughs> they, they don't have to wait for that cheesecake and you start selling, they're out, you know? So, you know, it's, it behooves everybody to stick to a strictly educational present yourself as, Hey, I am so gosh darn knowledgeable. You need to come meet with me. And I'm going to give you that opportunity. You know, those are the type of nice, warm prospects that we're going to deliver. But I mean, yeah, they'll even sign a contract when they start working with us um, that says, hey, they're not going to sell at this seminar. It has to be educational. And we'll show them exactly what the prospects expect to hear about. Here's the nine bullet points that they expect to hear about. And we just ask that they honor that marketing message. You know, we don't care particularly what PowerPoint they use or if they use a whiteboard instead of a, you know, slides or whatever they want to do, you know, to, to honor that marketing message. Is totally up to them, um, but ultimately, like, yeah, you can't sell, and and that right. behooves everybody to keep it educational. Yeah. So, um, two things I'd hit you with, and then we'll start to wrap here a little. Um, one is, um, you know, I, I I would presume that with you know the uncertainty in the market right now, et cetera, that it's a good time to do seminars, and folks are particularly interested in information about markets. Uh, so that's question one, and I'll see if you can do two at once. I, I call it the cut and two-step. Uh, so the cut and two-step question would be you know, kind of like, what does it look like? I know, obviously, the advisor skill set, and you've got to do a bunch of them for the kind of, you know, to regress to the mean of the averages. But is it kind of the old school half will want a consultation, half of those will become clients kind of thing? I'd just love to learn a little bit more uh, about, is it a good time? today and then kind of what you see is conversion. Yeah, so I would, you know, this is totally sales 101, right? But that, <laughs> now it's I, probably, I think I'd give you a saw. I'd give you a saw. Yeah, yeah, I love it. <laughs> now is probably the best time to do seminars. You know, you have so many things going on all at once that people have no idea what's up, right? The market volatility, you have, you know, all the new tax laws that are up for you know, debate or ending or changing or whatever. You have, you know, the end of the stretch IRA, you have their, you know, you have prospects out there that could have a, a solid estate plan for the last three years that now doesn't exist, right? So people definitely have questions. We're absolutely seeing that it's almost one of the best times to get out there and prospect and some very, very high quality um, prospects are signing up for seminars right now. So it's, it's a great time to do that. 
Um, as far as ROI goes, you're 100% you're correct. We can put great quality in front of advisors, but you have, to, you have to own that, right? When an advisor comes to us and it's two days before the event and they're saying, oh, I haven't downloaded my PowerPoint yet. I think I'm going to better, you know, those guys aren't going to, aren't going to do well. Well, we always say, and, and maybe this is too transparent because it's not salesy enough, but what we always say is, is come in when you're going to do seminars, do four events. That's our magic number. You know, if you do one and done, you basically rolled into the casino, you put it on black and you spun the wheel. You're either going to knock it out of the park right away and get a client. You're going to love us. You're going to say white glove is the best thing since sliced bread. You're going to book out hundred events. Great. If it lands on green or red, though, you're going to, oh, white gloves terrible. They have poor quality. I hated it. Blah, 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 blah. blah and you're never going to come back and do it again. Right. Um, but if you do four events, the advisors that stick with us after four events are as north of 90% reorder rate. 90% of those guys are seeing success, seeing a positive ROI, and coming back year after year. Um, I always say it really depends on your business model. I mean, I know we're talking to a lot of um, mostly registered reps here. So if you're averaging 1%, even the annuity guys average 1% and once you break it down over time anyway, but, you know, for a seminar to be worth it, you know, if, if you wrote, let's just say a, a small case, 200,000 off of one seminar and that seminar cost you six grand and you wrote 200,000. Some advisors can say, Hey, that was a loss right? I spent six, I made two, this is terrible. Well, yeah, you made two if the client fires you next year. Exactly. If they stay with you for 15 years, you just made 30 off of a $6,000 investment. You got a five to one ROI. That's pretty gosh darn good. And that doesn't include any referrals. That doesn't include any other additional attendees or registrants that ended up picking up, becoming clients six months from now, a year from now. You know, so it's, it's hard to lose when you do seminars. You know, if you're if you're a good presenter, it's very hard to use us and see a poor a poor ROI. You know, I do think that advisors are sometimes caught up in the glitz and the glam and the shiny object, and they want a quick win. You know, and those are the guys that I think will always be disappointed. But if you really want to put seminars into your business model, if you want to see that thirty thousand dollar return on a six thousand dollar spend, you know plan on doing this for the long haul, you know, plan on doing, you know, four, six, 12 events a month for the next three years. And now you've built a, such a successful practice. You only have to prospect if you want to, you know, and then you can focus on referral events or focus on doing a seminar once a year. You know, that's the majority of the advisors that use us year after year. You know, you get the, you get the handful that are saying, Nope, I'm going to do a hundred events every single year. And I'm going to hire sub reps all over the country. I'm going to grow, 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 grow. You got the other guys that say, well, I'm going to do four events a year until I am making a comfortable living. And now I'm just going to sit back and, uh, you know, manage my clients because that's what I want to do. But it's, totally. it's very hard to use White Glove effectively and not see a very positive ROI. Your business model will dictate how quickly that comes in. But usually the first year, if you're strictly assets under management, the first year we see a, a three to one ROI when you're using White Glove. Very long answer followed up with a very short answer. How about that? No, no, I, I, I am notorious for long answers myself. So I thought I thought it was succinct in my world and uh, and quite good. So Brad, I, I found this super helpful, and um, you know what what I wanted to kind of wrap up with here. And I and, and by the way, just as a to comment on it, I think you're what you said is exactly right. You know, pretty much any marketing strategy, if you work it, it will work. And most people do it once and then go, hey, it doesn't work. Um, but you get better as well the more you do it, right? You kind of get into a 
rhythm. And if you, you do one seminar and you know, you don't get a client, you know, but it's the law of averaging, right? So I, yeah. I you know, when you yep. said four in my mind, you know, I'm even thinking maybe it needs to be eight or 10 or 12 to give it really the, you know, the, um, the, the full opportunity to. Yeah. I like that. Do 12 with us. That's better. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, <laughs> you got to aim, you got to aim a little bit higher. No doubt about it. So, you know, what I, uh, wanted to do here is just anything, um, else that I didn't ask you that I should have, as we kind of wrap here. And then I want to certainly have to give everybody your contact info, you know, your cell phone. No kidding. You're, 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 yeah, there you go. Email, text uh, me. I only, I only answer on nights on weekends. So make sure you text me the later, the better. Yes, yeah. That's, that's, uh, that's about right. But, uh, <laughs> anything I should have asked you or anything else you wanted to share uh, about White Glove that, that uh, the audience might be interested in? You know, the only thing I would say is just, you know, in general, I think now is the, you know, in all sincerity, now is the optimal time to, to start doing this stuff. You know, it's, it, it's time to get back into getting in front of your communities and helping them. And, you know, they're starving for it. I know advisors saw a lot of success in the last couple of years, kind of mining those books of business they've already created, right? When it was like, oh, I can't get new leads. Let me talk to leads I already had. And they saw a lot of success. But what we're finding too often is advisors say, oh, shoot, I just burned through my entire lead funnel over the last two years. Now I have nothing. You know, I always look at seminars as a, a very long conveyor belt. You know, if you put one thing on the front and you wait for it to drop off the other end as, as far as a client, you're always going to be waiting and you're always going to be chasing. You know, now is the time to start filling that conveyor belt. And I'll tell you that the high quality prospects out there, the high quality, you know, the, the high assets in, in, in families that have concerns over estate planning or generational wealth or taxes, you know, I don't know that there's been a better time to get in front of your communities and really help those families. You know, and the thing that always makes me feel really, really good about what I do is not only seeing the changes in, in the lives that the advisors use us, how they transform, right? But also knowing that an advisor just did a seminar, they taught their community on how to have an effective estate plan, or they taught them how to have a, a tax efficient retirement. You know, if there's 20 households sitting in that room and at a that advisor kills it and he picks up five clients. You know, there's still 15 other families out there that got that information. They see that advisor as a, as a notable resource and you've helped that community. And I love that. You know, yeah, we've done 30,000 or 35,000 events with advisors and 90% reorder rate and they're all seeing success, but multiply that by 20 households. And that's how many families across the U.S. that we've been able to help. I love that. Yeah. Great place to end. Couldn't agree more. I mean, giving giving back and providing that kind of education, right, to Americans all over the country, uh, is is certainly uh, a big added benefit to it. I think uh, the work that you guys are doing is is important, uh, and that, that you know the advisors uh, who work with your organization. So that's uh, I think that's absolutely fantastic. So Brad, um, how do we find you other than your cell phone number? Is that is it uh, eight eight six seven five three zero nine? As for Jenny, is that your number? That's yes. the one. That's the one. Um, we try to make it very difficult. It's just whiteglove.com. Um, just shoot it. You know, get on there. I'm sure we'll hit you up for your information while you're on there. You can see some of the other you know services that we offer and some of the testimonials advisors that are using us. If you have questions for me specifically about what's working in in the markets today, what should I do with social media? How in the heck do I run a podcast? Anything like that, 
you could find me on LinkedIn, right? Any, any high quality professional has a LinkedIn page, just a little, <laughs> a little, that. little uh, sell out there, but yeah, feel free to connect with me on LinkedIn, shoot me questions. I'm, I'm very open to connecting with people on there. Um, and yeah, if you, if you would like getting in front of new people in your community or virtually, you know, absolutely check out bikelove.com. Perfect. But Brad, thanks again uh, for being a guest today. Super, uh, super interesting. And um, I'm going to keep you after this. I think I'd like to talk about how uh, how we we engage together also. So thanks again uh, for giving everybody the time. To our listeners, I hope everybody enjoyed today's episode as much as I did. And as I always like to close, if you yourself or anyone you know could be a good, interesting guest, please don't keep us a secret. Shoot us an email. Uh, and let us know. So thanks again for listening to another episode of Quantum Growth for Financial Advisors. And have Thank you for listening to today's episode. You can find the episode show notes and subscribe for updates by visiting cuttonconsultinggroup.com forward slash podcast. Make sure to subscribe and download the episodes on your favorite podcast app, and we'll see you next week.